Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WAO Update with your host, Agent Frost, along with Madam B. Hey, Rare. Hello, everyone. We're going for a tag team title run. Yes. Today goes, uh, today's card goes as advertised. It is our Hell in a Cell 2019 predictions. So I'm going to keep it short because WWE kept it short as well. For once. <laughs> Which is, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Yes, uh, but before we get into that, let's kick it off with the pre-show breaking news coming up next. Hello everyone, welcome to our pre-show. So let's talk about this week in wrestling. This was an eventful week for professional wrestling. Yes, I think someone had written that it is the first time... Or initially, it was the first time wrestling was available all days of the week, um, which they were, which they were true. We had Raw this week, mm-hmm. brand new Raw, brand new stage. We had Impact on Tuesday. Yes. Wednesday was a double header. It was a double header, basically the war of the buttons mm-hmm. between AEW and NXT. Mm-hmm. Thursday? What was Thursday? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember now. And Friday, of course, you had SmackDown. Yes. So, out of the shows... Well, let's go through the shows, and then we can see which one's our favorite. Right. Alright, so... Uh, yeah, what a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, kind of like mine in the old days, 2001. or Well, actually, 1998. Um, WWE taking the place of WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, WWF back then. Yes. AEW taking the place of WCW and Impact as ECW. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fairly accurate. So, yeah, I was about to say because uh, I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, so, Raw Chicken <laughs> had this half-pipe looking stage. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm gonna call Ju- I was going to call Junior and be like, yo... Can you pull a 900 on that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Where's Tony Hawk when you yeah, do Yeah, and, and every skateboard guy in the entire city is saying, don't grind the set, do not grind the set, do not grind the set, do not grind the set. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Do a raw plant. Um, <laughs> but all in all, I like the stage. Um, Pyro came back, which is great. Yes. A lot of people had Pyro. I know. Yeah. Besides AJ, he still doesn't have pyro. No pyro, pyro. What the heck? AJ's All right. AJ's non pyro pyro. Uh, but yeah, I'll. But I think I mentioned this earlier about Bobby Lashley. Um, coming out and kissing. Bobby Lashley returning, kissing Lana. Mm-hmm. In front of Rusev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great way to uh, punish Rusev, but it reeks. It does. It, it reeks of Paul Heyman. It does, because it's a Paul Heyman storyline. It's a very much a Paul Heyman move. A la Raven. I was just going to say, a la Raven and mm-hmm. Eula McGillicuddy and Tommy Dreamer. There you go. So, and um, you have uh, you have um, already a match for Crown Jewel 2. Yes. And it's already looking better than Crown Jewel 1. Which Wait. is why I'm saying Crown Jewel. I, I'm, I'm actually shocked you're even saying it. Yeah. So, you have Team Hogan. Yes. And Team Flair. Yes. The representatives. Mm-hmm. 
for Team Hogan, Seth Rollins and Rusev. Mm-hmm. Representatives for Team Flair, mm-hmm. Orton and Corbin. Mm-hmm. So or now. Yes. So uh, Baron Kane Corbin, he's not Baron Von Baron anymore. He is actually Corn Beef Hash. <laughs> uh, so Kane Corn Beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, chair collapsed off camera, but some fan caught it, and Orton was corpsing like a mf'er. Uh, did you say Orton or Corbin? Orton. Oh, God. Yeah, he was it, corpsing bad. If you guys are a part of our WAO club on Facebook, the video is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was cracking up. I, and you know what? I don't blame him one iota because I would have cracked. Exactly. I would have cracked up. But I did like the Miss TV segment with Flair and Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like teasing to have a match and they joked the fact that they can't have a match. Right. Very classy. Very classy. But uh, those were the bright spots for Raw Chicken. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the... Uh, oh, the best part of the night was the Rey Mysterio segment. Yes, where Dominic while, got involved. Because a while... Yeah, Dominic was sitting at ringside, Rey Mysterio talking, talking about how he was proud of his son to coach him out of retirement. Mm-hmm. A while Brock Lesnar appeared and beat the shit out of Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And Dominic is just standing there in, in just like in shock. Yeah. Brock stares Dominic down. And Brock pumbles Dominic. He take he just grabs pumbles. him and throws him over the barricade and just you know slams him on the floor and suplex, suplex, F five, F five. And God bless Dominic, man. He took those like a fucking champ. I am so proud of him. And I know we said we weren't cursed, but this is this is stunning. You can tell that the training is showing and it's paying off and it's paying off well. So I'm I am personally very proud of Dominic. Me too. I, he, I he did. He's really not well. the same little yellow haired right. boy that we remember. I remember him as and of course the Mexican I, NSYNC. I, I was sitting there, sitting there, thinking to myself, I'm like, and I kind of felt like an old aunt or something. I'm just like, I remember when he was little. What yeah, happened? We all saw him grow up. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of the commentators, you had. Vic Joseph, who we all know from NXT and NXT UK, or as I like to call it, NXT Ook. Mm-hmm. You have Jerry the King Lawler making his return. Yeah, I didn't think we'd see that. And Dio Madden. Mm-hmm. So Vic Joseph did very well. And Jerry Lawler was Jerry Lawler. Dio didn't really do much, but I like Vic Joseph. I like Vic Joseph as a play-by-play guy, and he, he was very good. Yeah. I mean, it was concise. There was no unnecessary grandstanding which I really like with Vic Dio was there to kind of add like a little flair he was he was a color commentator but without being a heel color commentator if that makes sense kind of reminds me of, of the Pope a little bit yeah which I like and of course Jerry was Jerry right so I mean overall I give the show a B it was a really solid show from uh Head to toe, no mm. mean to rhyme. Yes. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes. And and that really ever happens with Raws because 
you know, we've said it before on this podcast, it's like Raw is a three-hour show. Mm-hmm. So there's sometimes where they have to stretch segments or a segment just goes on seemingly for freaking ever and you're like, just wrap it up. I'm tired. Let's go. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, Impact, I didn't really watch a lot of Impact, mm-hmm. but uh, Michael Elgin, t- uh, but they're doing like the uh, road to homecoming. Yes. So they had a lot of flashbacks. Michael Elgin, and this is just Impact news, so I don't know if it actually appeared on Tuesday. Uh, Michael Elgin took out TJP. Johnny Swinger returned to wrestling. I, I was going to ask you about this. Bringing 80s back. I'm like, where is Simon Diamond? <laughs> First of all, I, I, I'm going to feel like a total dip. I, I'm going to speak for the audience. Who the hell is Johnny Swinger? Johnny's, okay, remember when I said Impact was replacing ECW? Yeah. Johnny Swinger is a former ECW wrestler. Oh, okay. And he was friends with uh, Simon Diamond mm-hmm. and a tag team a lot. So, yeah, Swing is another ECW alumni, along with Rob Van Dam, Sabu, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer, who's also in Impact right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have that. And, uh... But that's pretty much uh, the... The most notable thing on Impact, we don't really watch it as much. But it's on Access TV if you guys want to watch it at 10 o'clock. Yeah, and I I play catch up on YouTube. I think we have it recorded. But if you ever get the chance, go for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about Wednesday. Oh, the... Okay, I'm going to start this off by plugging Hot Tag News with Izzy. Go. She, Izzy is taking the route of wrestling correspondent, Mm -hmm. I guess. Kind of like the same thing we're doing, except, you know, she's on, uh, she has her own YouTube channel and she's also on Instagram. She had the opportunity to interview the bad guy. Razor. Razor Ramon. Nice. Um, Scott Hall. As well, she is an NXT celebrity now. Yeah, pretty much. And as we all know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are both part of NXT now, which is great. Yeah. And he and she asked, you know, how do you feel about you know NXT being live and um, and um, AEW? And he's like, I don't know if you remember this. You're probably too young. But we had a little something in the 90s when I was hot called the Monday Night Wars. It is now coming back. It's the Wednesday Night Wars. Yes, it is. And I know we have talked about this like a million and nine times. We That we did not want that again. Not because it it's bad, but it's just like... All we the didn't... shots to people which kind of morphs into the show... I mean, yeah, it's cool, but it gets uh, tedious to the point where it's like you're not showcasing what you have. You're just down in the other company, and that turns people away. Exactly. We didn't want that. We want AEW to come out and put on their own show, which they freaking did, uh, which we will get to in a moment. So Wednesday night, you had NXT. Yep. Something about NXT. Yes. Please let us discuss NXT. What did you think, sir? I thought the next thing was a really good show. Um, I give it an A. Okay. Uh, a lot of a lot of good wrestling, a lot of good surprises, not a lot of promos. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you had the championship match between Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. Great match. Adam Cole won. Uh, Matt after Adam Cole won, Finn Balor appeared. A wild Finn, a Finn Finn for the win. Finn Finn for the win. <laughs> and as of now, he's NXT crowd popped. Great for Finn Balor and the NXT crowd. What does this mean for Finn versus The Fiend? I don't know. I think one can probably make the argument that maybe that storyline is scrapped. Or it can be a cross-promotional match for Mania. You know what? I would be happy with that. Either way, I would be okay with it. Because, as we all... And, of course, Apollo Crews came back to NXT as well. Yeah. Finn and Apollo both thrived in NXT. They were being stunted on the main roster. And I'm very glad that they are promoting NXT as its own thing. Yeah, that's a good... that, And I love that. That's what I love the most. Because that way, it doesn't feel like a training ground anymore. It... I mean, everyone still respects it, and and now it's becoming like a more respectable brand, i.e. along the lines of both SmackDown and Raw. So, whatever happens, happens, but I'm glad that they're there. I'm glad that they will get the chance to work with other talents that maybe they haven't worked with before, and I want to see... If I've got one hope for NXT, I want them to put on matches with... I want the guys to put on matches with each other that would make David Meltzer go, I'm done, and just walk away. I would like to see Finn in a tweener role against Gargano. I would be okay with that. Uh, That's just my dream match. Speaking of... um, Gargano. Surprise, speaking of Gargano and surprise returns, what else appeared What else appeared on NXT? Well, for Gargano took on Shane Thorne. Okay. And uh, Gargano won. Mm-hmm. Damien Priest showed up. Ooh. Yes. And he pointed to the screen, mm-hmm. and the words Damien Priest showed up on the screen. I thought that was cool. That's always cool. That's and always uh, he had a promo video of. Well, who was there? Te- her name is a Tegan or Megan, or what was her name? Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. Sorry about that. Tegan Knox. Who got injured multiple times, but she's finally coming back. Good for her. Yeah. It's a long road to come back from injury. So hopefully she does well. Mm-hmm. You had a match against Io Shirai and Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. No more contender spot for the NXT Women's Championship. Io won. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of iffy about that because, you know, heel versus heel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the match was great, don't get me wrong, but. You you are very much in the camp of, you know, when a match comes up, who who am I rooting for? Right. It's like, who do you cheer for at this point? Yeah. And then you had Candice LeRae taking on uh, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. The wrong person won, in my opinion. Shayna won? Yeah, Shayna won. But she's working hurt. She is? Yeah, apparently she got injured. And so did Matt Riddle. Really? Yeah, there's two injuries throughout the show. Uh, Velveteen Dream came out for a promo. Mm hmm. As only Velveteen Dream can. Surrounded by copious amounts of women. A lot of them are girls that I recognize from the local indie scene around here. Shout out to Team Vision Dojo. Yeah. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that in a minute. Yes. Uh, what else did what else happened that night? Oh yeah, we had a good main event, mm-hmm. tag team match. 
So we had Street Profits come out with Wale, uh-huh. uh, taking on uh, two members of the CFOs, the Undisputed Era, uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Yeah. Good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fish and O'Reilly won. Yep. As uh, Roderick Strong came out and celebrate with the crew. Yep. Not to mention, uh, oh, we forgot, um, Danny Birch took on Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, UK brawl. Yeah. But yes, uh, the Undisputed Era was coming out to celebrate. Adam Cole came out to celebrate on uh, the cup. He was on the stage getting ready to celebrate with the rest of them. And all of a sudden... Champa. Champa, Champa, Champa. Champa came out. Yes. And uh, so you had that. So everybody wants a shot at the title. Chapa and Balor. Everybody wants a piece of Adam Cole, baby. Ah! So I don't blame. I don't. I don't blame you. It's catchy. It is catchy. It's but like, this was a this was an eventful NXT. Mm-hmm. Very eventful NXT. Sadly, yeah. it got destroyed by the show mm-hmm. that everyone was anticipating. Yes. So let's switch over to TNT and talk about AEW Dynamite. No, oh, wait. A-E-W. Dynamite! Do you feel better now that you got that 70s reference out of the way? <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. Wrong uh, wrong. I, I know, wrong show, but still. Shout out to Jimmy Walker. Um, <laughs> A-E-W Dynamite had pyro as well. Yes. Uh, in front of fourteen over 14,000 in the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., Representing the DMV. Um, what? DMV. Department of Motor Vehicles? Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. Oh, I feel stupid. I'm sorry. So, the D- tri-state D- area. Okay. Let's put it that way. All right, fair enough. Uh, commentators for tonight were... Excalibur. Yes. Jim Ross. And Tony Schiavone. I thought Tony Schiavone was doing backstage. Dun da da da. Oh, that's but, right. I yes, now. all three of them are great. They played off of each other very well. Mm-hmm. And Tony Schiavone played the role of Mean Gene. We'll talk about that later. Yes. Um. So the opening match. So we had a promo mm-hmm. leading up to the opening match of Cody and Sammy Guevara. So that's great. You know, they had a promo to showcase Cody and Sammy Guevara's characters. Yeah. Out comes Hello Cody, my old friend, with uh, Brandy Rhodes. What is she not wearing? I was just gonna say, I thought that dress looked great on her. It did. And out comes Sammy, the cocky heel. Mm-hmm. Really good 10 minute match. Yep. Really Very good solid. 10 minute match. A showcase Sammy Guevara's uh, agility and awareness. Mm-hmm. He did a inverted rolling thunder, which was awesome. Spanish fly, also awesome. Um, there was a spot where Cody dived on Brandy Rhodes via Sammy Guevara, pushing her into harm's way. Uh, Cody won with a uh, inside cradle. So, uh, yeah, re- really good. I like the fact that they have the stats because, you know, wins and losses matter in AEW. Of course. So they showcase their win and losses records. Ah, awesome. That is sweet. Very uh, sports-esque. Yeah. So they do a handshake spot. Oh, while Jericho appears. Ooh. 
and beats the crap out of Cody. Mm-hmm. Coming back from commercial break, uh, Jericho power bombs Cody on the two stair, two two stairs, two chairs. Call Matthew. Um, <laughs> after uh, he, and um, I skipped the part that Tony Schiavone is going to interview Cody because it got interrupted by Sammy in the handshake segment. But refereeing that match was Audrey Edwards. Our favorite zebra! Who had a recent interview on with uh, Chris Van Vliet. Yes, which I want to get a chance to see. It was yet. awesome. Uh, the thumbnail is worth it alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, in fun fact, mm-hmm. to practice lifting those belts, she lift weights. Well, that makes sense, because aren't the... Are those belts like 10 to 20 pounds each? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sometimes 30. Okay, depending on the belt. Depending on the belt, yeah. But that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, good match to start the show. You had uh, MJF taking on, returning to the wrestling industry biz, Brandon Cutler, who looks like just incredible mixed with Justin Gabriel to me. Yeah, I I could see where you could make that because you did mention that uh, you know because sadly I did miss this particular match, but I came home and it was on and I was like, okay, this is something I could get behind and especially with this guy, it was like because <laughs> it because I think how did we say it? Waist up, just incredible. Waist down, Justin Gabriel. Yes. I keep wanting to call him PJ Black. <laughs> <laughs> or PJ Polacco. Uh, yeah, right. This was a glorious squash. Yes, um, it was. Wasn't even a butternut. Yeah. This was a this was a coconut squash. Uh, MJF won by armbar. So, yeah. I mean, Brandon Cutler got TV time and did well. Yeah. So, I mean, besides that one botch. And. Uh, JR gave him a glowing was gave him many compliments on his uh, commentary so I was very mm-hmm. happy with that you had a MCU segment with them visiting Washington DC and then he had a call back to WCW when they interviewed SEU on stage uh-huh. playing the role of Mean Gene is Tony Schiavone yep so I like that uh, to uh, talk about the tag team title tur- tournament you had uh, Scorpio Sky giving Christopher Daniels and Kazarian the rub in this tag team title tournament. So you have Bad Influence representing the team for SEU. Yeah. Out comes Lucha Brothers putting themselves over and a brawl ensues on stage. Very WCWS. And uh, I'm going to leave this next segment to you. Oh. So Chris Van Vliet shows up, and we have some celebrities in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Jay and freaking Silent Bob! Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I am. Those who know me know I'm a big Jay and Silent Bob fan. I'm a Kevin. From, I'm a Kevin Smith fan. From which podcast? Hollywood Babylon and Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Basically, any of the Smodcast Network podcasts. There's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. You know, well worth your time, and you know, I freaking love Kevin Smith. I, I'm just 
And of course, they were there to promote their new movie, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Uh, yes, coming to theaters very, very soon. And I'm, I'm just, I'm tickled by that. With Chris Jericho. With Chris Jericho in it. That's right. He plays a villain, yeah. oddly enough. Typecasting. Yeah, super typecasted. What, what's going on? <laughs> but uh, they, were, they got interrupted by uh, Team Flippy shit. Uh, Jack Evans and Angelico. Yep. And who is to come to the backup of the of uh, the Wonder Twins of the '90s? But private, private party. So you got uh, so so the tag teams got some airtime. Yep, which always good. Mm-hmm. Evans did as Evans did, which you know, be the obnoxious heel, cut an obnoxious heel promo. Yep. So I was very pleased with that. Um, and of course, you know, trying to step this Jay and Silent Bob is not going to happen. Yeah. Jason Mewes did own them, though. Oh, heck yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> heck yes. So you had a match between Pac and Hangman Adam Page, Adam Pahina, with referee Uncle Earl Hebner. So I know I say that every time, but it's just like I miss him. This match was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, very sound match. Uh, Neville won with Neville. Pac won. Sorry. I mean, it happens sometimes. I mean, I, I know him as Neville, but a lot of people know him as Pac. Pac won with a black arrow to the brutalizer via referee stoppage. Cool. Yeah. So that's 2-0 and o for Pac. Hangman's on the decline. Not good for Hangman, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely put the heel over. Yep. So, and who do we got after that? Didn't we have a very important women's match? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. It was... Um... Via Brit, Dr. Britt Baker on commentary for this one. The AEW Women's Championship. You had... Nyla Rose take on Riho. Yep. That belt looks so small. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like a child's belt. Hence, who won? Um, Riho. Riho won in a very convincing match. Mm-hmm. Like, very classic David versus Goliath. Uh, they teased the spot. They botched the spot, but they covered up very well. Riho was trying to lift uh, Nyla Rose. I did like the spot with um, Nala Rose missing Riho on the pile of chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, double knees, one to the back, one to the front, one, two, three, Riho wins. Mm-hmm. Um, very polarizing decision. Polarizing? Yeah, because Riho, because Riho you, know, I, you know, all the underdog wins, but Nala was booked so strong. Yes. So... Where do you go from here? Not to mention uh, Michael Nagazawa trying to interview Rio in Japanese. Uh, Nala Rose interrupted it. Mm-hmm. Almost dropped Nagazawa on the first time for a powerbomb, but got him up again, hit him with a powerbomb. Uh, she was about to do a, was it a rolling fireman's carry off the apron uh-huh. to Rio, but Kenny Omega came in for the save. Which led into the main event, nonetheless. 
Yep. Segway. Segway to the main event. Six man tag. We had the elite. The, the, the elite. elite taking on Team Jericho with our boys. The boys. Santana the Ortiz. The Boricuas. It was great to see him on the main stage like this. Yes. I agree. Especially tagging with Chris Jericho. Yes. So, teasing spot by Jericho and Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, some good stuff earlier on. Double dives by Jackson and Nick. Mm-hmm. Waiting on Kenny. Yep. But out comes who? John Moxley. So they Triple H it all the way to this ricochet looking VIP area. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, John killed Kenny. DDT. That bastard. Double arm impaler DDT to the glass table. Yep. So you had a three on three handicap match. And uh, Jericho won via Judas Effect to Matt. Mm-hmm. And um, post-match salt. Yeah. And here comes another so that'd be called back all these run-ins. Yep. Cody runs in. Everybody's running in. Check. Yep. Sammy Guevara runs in. Check. Check. And low blows Cody, so what's the whole point of the handshake? I have no idea. And Dustin Rhodes shows up. Check. Check. Here's something that we didn't know. Yep. Out comes a dude in slacks and a polo t-shirt and just destroys people. We look at his face. Who is it? Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger. So now we have an, now we have an established heel faction. Yep. He, does, he does a gut wrench powerbomb to the timekeeper's table on uh, to Dustin Rhodes as uh, the show ends. Nice cliffhanger. Yep, very good. Jericho's goons stand tall. Yeah. So, thoughts, sir? I give it an A minus. Slightly uh, above NXT because of the presentation yes. and delivery. So, would you say for their first show, do you feel like they delivered on yeah. their promise? Like they Not should? to mention, in the ratings, they destroyed NXT. <laughs> 1.4 million to 900,000. Jesus. <laughs> And hence when what? I was saying that they would do 1.2 million views, they surpassed my expectations on their first week. So you have to eat crow on two levels now. But I think it was because of interest, so we'll see how they can keep up. Yes. Because their first quarter hours were much better than their last quarter hours. Okay. So we'll if, they can, if they can hover around that 1 million view mark, mm-hmm. it's still a success to me. Okay, good enough for me. Right. So, and I like, um, they had a show, I mean, what was it? They had an interview with uh, Jericho, Ambrose, uh, not Ambrose, Moxley. Mm-hmm. Damn it. It's it ha- going to take a minute. Yeah. J- okay, let's do, let's do it proper. Ambrose, Moxley, Jungle Boy, Awesome Kong, and Nyla Rose did an interview about the Wednesday Night Wars. Jericho said it best. We're not at war with anybody, we're at war with ourselves. Yep. Good, because there wasn't a lot of, you know, poking at... There wasn't poking at all. There at, wasn't poking at either one. Yeah. I, either side. It's like they weren't poking at one They were focused the on their show as it should be. Yeah, which is what you are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, that, which is what we wanted them to do. Exactly. We, we don't want, like... I think that's the whole thing. It's like, no one wants the Monday Night Wars where 
Vince fears AEW signs or things like that. They had one. Ah, crap. <laughs> There's always one loser. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, uh, what, an, what a week for the guy in the neon green shirt, huh? Yeah, right? He's he was, a busy dude. Yeah, he was at the AEW show and Raw and SmackDown. Nice segue, eh? So, so speaking we, of SmackDown, we're moving into Friday. Yes, they had this tunnel-looking stage. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool, you know, different stage designs, mm-hmm. which is good. You know, Vince McMahon came out. They had a blue carpet. Yep. You know, doing a big fox. They had that. Uh, they had that Mother Night Football esque promos. <laughs> the Especially beginning. with the intro. Oh my gosh, that looked beautiful. I, I loved it. Pyro going off for the show, and uh, I'll put it like this: when it comes to WWE stage designs. Mm-hmm. I don't mind them. Like, here's the thing when it comes to different stage designs. Have a stage design for every show. Right. You don't have to change it year by year. You can have the same stage design for Hell in a Cell for the next three years. Just have it different. Just have it. Just give it its own unique look. Mm-hmm. And just stick with that. You know what I mean? You can recycle it if you want. But just, you know, don't have the raw stage. For Royal Rumble, you know what I mean? Yeah, don't don't do don't that. Don't do that. Because we've had that before and it sucked. Um, because everyone hating all this LED stuff. But LED's the future. Yeah. So, opening segment, you had the man. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch coming out and uh, cutting a promo about how SmackDown started. I mean, how SmackDown jumped started her career. Out comes King Corn Beef Hash. Ugh. And uh, he gets interrupted by who? 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 The Great One. <gasps> the Rock. Sorry. So The Rock appeared, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And, um, you know, he does his shtick and pretty much calls Corbin a what? A Cracked up Burger King? Yes. Burger King on crack. Yeah. And a 35-year-old version cosplayer. Or, you know, a Comic-Con. But you got the crowd chanting STD, which was very cringeworthy. Yeah. And so, the Becky Lynch and Rock double-teamed on Corbin. Uh, People's elbow, rock bottom. Good stuff. All good days. Yes. So that was a great way to pop the crowd. Yep. You had a uh, tag team match between uh, the Boss Huggers uh-huh. and Charlotte and Becky. Yep. And Charlotte and uh, Charlotte won via figure eight on Bailey. Right. So you had that match. You had, I mean, a lot of these matches were kind of unforgettable, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. w- they weren't bad, but they didn't really suck. Yeah, not to mention, that was the only, like, I mean, in terms of, like, the uh, the legends, yeah. it was pretty much like, where's Waldo? Yeah. Because they kept it short. It was like, oh, all the legends were just watching in the crowd. Yeah. You had Lita, you had Tristratus, you had Hogan, you had Flair, you had uh, Stephanie, uh, Mark Henry, you had, you know, just a slew of legends there. 
So many, so many legends. Yeah, but they were just watching the show. And they, so, they're just like, okay, we're just going to sit there and watch the show. We're not going to take over segments. There was no Undertaker, no Austin, so, yeah. Kind of sad. I was expecting Austin, at least, but he had showed up already for the, mm-hmm. what's its putts? Um, Raw. Yeah, thank you. The Raw reunion. That's it. That's what I was trying to say. You had... What's our heart? <laughs> it's all right. You had a you had a uh, segment with um, Fox Sports announcer Aaron with the New Day. Yep. Saying that Kobe's gonna go out alone. You had a uh, interview with Paul Heyman mm-hmm. saying a spoiler. This is when we all I mean, anyone with a brand knew that Brock was gonna win. Yep. When Paul Heyman says it's a spoiler, it's indeed a spoiler. Yeah. So you had a pretty good ladder match mm-hmm. between Kevin Owens and Shane McManus. And, uh, yeah, it, Owens interrupted the best in the world introduction. Yep. You had the Leap of Faith spot. Yep. You had the Frog Splash spot through the ladder. Yep. Kevin Owens wins. Woo! As he should be, and fires Shane. Yay! Sorry. I'm like waving an imaginary flag. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, Oh, Canada. (laughs) So, yeah, he says you're fired, stuns, Shane, and that was it. That's all, folks. But the show still continues. We had a champion versus champion scheduled match. Seth Rollins uh, comes out with his uh, fire pyro. Yeah. And which I thought was cool. Firefly Funhouse segment. Everyone's favorite part of the show. Yes. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, puts over his crew. Mm-hmm. Abby the Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercy the Buzzard. Yep. Uh, well, I forgot the pig's name. Husky. Husky the pig. Yep. And Rambling Rabbit, who was dressed up as Seth Rollins. <laughs> and uh, they did a little role play. Oh, Seth boy. Rollins was portrayed by Rambling Rabbit. And the fiend was portrayed by Mercy the Buzzard. They were pretty much in a hamster cage. And uh, <laughs> Mercy a poor Rambling Rabbit. This is like a running joke. Rambling Rabbit is the freaking penny of the Firefly fucking funhouse. <laughs> oh my god, you killed Rambling Rabbit. Yeah. So, you had that. Very disturbing. Yeah, a little creepy. So, uh, Shinsgate Nakamura coming out with uh, fanboy Sami Zayn. Now that I think about it, yeah. it's a callback to... Double J and the roadie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the match barely got on its feet when it was interrupted by the Fiend. Yes. Attacking Rollins once again and throwing him off stage. Ouch. Lumberjack match. Yes. Well, before that, we had a, um, a forgettable eight-man tag. Orton and the OC. 
Or also also known as uh, two eggs in a bird's nest. Eggs in a bird's yes. nest. Yes. Uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and AJ Styles taking on a team that weighs over 1,300 pounds. Oof. Heavy Machinery, Braun Strowman, and The Miz. So, everybody was an afterthought except for Braun Strowman. Of course. <laughs> As, uh... He takes care of the team and gets the win. Ooh. Yeah. But he did do a uh, running tackle spot. Uh-huh. Not to mention he got into an altercation with one Tyson Fury, a British uh, a British boxer and world champion. Yep. So there was that. What the heck was Tyson Fury wearing, though? Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Strowman won first team. Very forgettable match. You had, a l- lumber- <laughs> you had a lumberjack match. Dan and Brian on commentary. You had Rowan Reigns come out with his glorious pyro. Glorious. Yeah. Oh, wait. It wasn't the OC, was it? With AJ Styles? It was uh, Ziggler and Rude. <laughs> Rudolph the Glorious Tag Team. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I can't unhear I it now. I keep thinking it was the OC, but I'm like, it's Team Rudolph, because Ziggler took the fall. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that, ladies and gentlemen. You had... Uh, this This was a pretty interesting uh, lumberjack match. Um, it was pretty much a standard hoss fight. Uh-huh. Luke Harper appeared... Daniel Bryan came in to even the odds. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spear to Rowan. Yep. One, two, two three. three. All right, next. And um, they, this was leading up to their tag match. They shook, uh, Ro- uh, Roman and Bryan shook hands. Mm-hmm. So, unison. Yes. Now we get to the main event segment. And I call it a segment because it pretty much was. Right? Kofi Kingston comes out. Brock Lesnar comes out. They introduce the champion first. What? They introduce the champion first. Okay. They, and Paul Heyman introduced Brock. Ding, ding, ding. Kofi runs to the F5123. <laughs> now... My biggest issue is the fact that Kofi was deemed the never say die attitude. Yeah. Give him five minutes with Brock. Why give him five seconds? You pretty much buried Kofi not only as a champion but as a competitor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he you buried him so bad to the point where he still thinks he's Jamaican. Oh, good lord. This was... Okay. Go ahead. I am going to... Stepping on the box. Step. Soapbox. Yes. For those of you who know me, you know I'm big fans of this podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. Mm -hmm. They are a true crime uh, comedy podcast, but they also do deep dives in like urban legends and... Not the movie. Yes. And uh, history and uh, paranormal stuff and aliens. Ben Kissel, who is one of the hosts of this show, is a Major League Wrestling fan. One would almost say he is a Mark. 
in their live special, which I purchased for $6.66. Yes, I did. He actually did a spot um, coming out with the Universal title that he had purchased mm-hmm. and did a thing about the Montreal Screwjob. Now, I also follow him on Instagram. Anybody can follow him. It's at Ben Kessel one I highly recommend it. There was a text exchange that he had posted on Instagram basically slamming the unholy crap out of whoever booked this atrocity of a match between Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar. We all knew that Brock Lesnar was going to win, but we did not expect Brock Lesnar to win that way. So... Whoever was the brilliant mind to come up with this, shame on you. And please find the nearest thing containing water. Um, my highest suggestion would be a toilet or a urinal and just drown yourself. And I am stepping off the box. Okay. Sorry about that. It just... Uh. So Brock wins the championship. So Brock wins to become a five-time WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Out comes Rey Mysterio with his uh, buddy. It's gotta be Kane <laughs> Velasquez. <laughs> Kane Velasquez comes out with a very. I mean, when it comes to wrestling, he has the worst build ever. Yeah. But he's a legit fighter, so he gets a pass. Um. Former MMA turned lucha wrestler performed in, tri- in a recent AAA event, and he punks out Brock. Mm-hmm. Why was Brock scared of Cain Velasquez? Well, if you guys don't know MMA, Cain Velasquez beat Brock. Yeah, he was the one to beat Brock for the title. <laughs> yes, at UFC. So uh, they have a match at Crown Jewel. Yep. What does this do for Hell in a Cell? It doesn't. It doesn't. But... But it was an eventful show. But I give it a B minus. Because the wrestling was kind of unforgettable. And... Besides the the Rock and Kevin Owens finally beating Shane McMahon and Cain Velasquez, there wasn't much to talk about. Yeah. So, this might be the longest pre-show in history. Yeah, I think this is our longest. I don't even want to call this the pre-show now. Mm-hmm. It's just the week in wrestling. Yeah, this was a strong week in wrestling. So, what would you? So, I rated. I've rated my thoughts and uh, of the show. I've rated my show. I rated the shows for the week. How about you? I am willing to say that Raw was really good from what I've seen of it. I will admit I still need to play catch-up. Um, so, which is bad on my part. As far as impact, always get to be from me. Because, hey, they're trying. Raw gets an A, solid. AEW gets an A-. minus. NXT gets a B plus. Mm-hmm. SmackDown because 
I think you said it about AEW. They were very strong in their first hour. The second hour just... Like, something happened. I'll just give it a plain old B. Okay. Because it makes me angry. So, but in any event... So, but the, yeah, those are going to be my, my ratings for the time being. Okay, that's fine. That's fair enough, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, that was this week in wrestling. Uh-huh. Very long, about 45 minutes, as mm-hmm. I can tell via my timer. Yep. Very, this is probably, like I said, this was the longest pre-show in history. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned, guys. As we will be right back with our main card. Woo! Ding, ding, ding. Yes, we have no bill. Uh, yeah, sorry, y'all. Main card. Wow. This might be the shortest main card in history. We only have four matches to talk about. Yeah, Hell in a Cell 2019. Man, this isn't. Where is it at? San Francisco, right? I think so. I feel kind of bad. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. Give me like half a second here as I pull up the card again. Even though it's only four matches, I have Pull up the cardigan? Cardigan. (laughs) That's what I wear sometimes. They're really comfortable. So so, uh, where is it at? I think it's in San Francisco. up our friends at uprocks.com. But yeah, the, the poster is a picture of the fiend in Bray Wyatt Two-Face style. Yes, it is. But yeah. Um, in it hasn't ter- had much of a build of Friday night. In so. t- well, it had no build. No except build. for that one match where Charlotte beat uh, Bailey. I mean, pretty much you have no tag team title matches. You have no mid-card matches. Nope. No 20... Well, I was about to say, the 24-7 title was won by... <laughs> Marshmallow. The, uh, yeah, the, D, the DC... Not DC. The DJ known as Marshmallow. DJ known as Marshmallow. Yeah. So Carmella retained it. Yep. She got it back. Okay, doesn't say where it is. Sorry, I'll check off. Check Wikipedia. Yeah, because I wouldn't trust all rocks in my life. But when it comes to, uh, I mean, it's kind of weird because that's how that's how you know like they're just focused on the season premiere and try to beat AEW. It's like, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't, and like getting all these legends out. They immediately forgot their pay per view. They're like, whoopsie. It's like, what are you guys gonna do to fill that time? Unless oh, you got, we actually do have more. Unless you guys are... Uh, oh, those are a good idea. Sorry. Unless you guys are shortening the the pay-per-views now. Which, I'm not going to lie, sounds really good. Right, because it's like, oh, it's unnecessary. We don't have a feud for it, so we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Sacramento, California is where it's going to be. Yeah! Sacramento. All right. So... October 6th. Yep. This 2019. Uh, Alright, so... Let's got, go through the card D. Alright, I'll start at the bottom, work our way to the top, because that's how we do it around here. Okay. 
Uh, we got Bailey versus Charlotte Flair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair. I realized what I had done. <laughs> I realized what I had done. Uh, oh. So Bailey. Well, so why is Bailey gonna win? Because reasons? I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm predicting Bailey to win for some reason. I I predicted as well. Charlotte's not on the downturn, but it's like Charlotte's taking more and more of a back seat, and I feel like her... in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We don't have the big man here for the world for the weird squirrel moments, so we got to make them up ourselves. Um. So, but yeah, it was. Um, I think to put the belt on Charlotte again. Mm-hmm. Would not be very wise. Yeah. Because Charlotte's more or less taking a backseat in this right now. You know, let Bailey keep her title, uh, keep her heel title run for a little while longer. Let's see what happens with that. So, what do you think, Mister? Like I said, Bailey's gonna win. Bailey's gonna win it. Do 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 do. <laughs> Bailey's gonna win it. Sorry. Next one, we got Daniel Bryan. Yes. And Rowan Reigns. Maybe. Versus Eric Rowan. No. And Luke Harper. Hell no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we see how you feel about this. So a lot of people are predicting to swear for DB. Okay. To uh, showcase. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, I can see that happening. Okay. But I don't think it's necessary. This match just feels unnecessary. Yeah, which which is why... Well, let me put it this way. The best case scenario is for Daniel Bryan to get a pin on Rowan. That would be cool. Yes. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, Roman gets screwed. Yeah. Um... First one I'm ambivalent to, the second one I'm like, please God, no. Right. Anyway. What do you think? I think, I have a feeling, a hunch, that... I got a feeling. That D. Brian Rowan are gonna win because I don't see any shenanigans in this useless contest here tonight. Okay, I'm done. Queen Bee's musicals. I have moments. I have moments of brilliance, but that's it. And I botched it. It's Madame Bee's musicals. Yeah. MBM. MBM. Out now, wherever you, wherever uh, musicals are sold. Yep. <laughs> so, on to the next match. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Sasha has to win. And I believe she's going to win. I don't know. This one's going to be a tough match mm-hmm. for both ladies, and it's a tough match for me to call. Because on one hand, I want Becky to win, but then again, Becky's been champ forever now. I want Sasha to win, but we all know about the Sasha Banks curse. Right, which is why I think she needs to win. Because she came back, she had a lot of heel fire, not to mention her track record's garbage. Yes. So if she wins and has a lengthy reign, it makes her credible. Okay. It makes her current run 
incredible. Because if you lose twice, she's back to being this lukewarm wrestler. Yeah. Who, uh, with a wrestler with a lukewarm push, yeah, mind you. So it's kind of like she starts off hot and ends up cold like fast food. Yep. So you don't want that to happen. You want to, you know. Yeah, you she, want it to keep it going. Right. So I, I hope that that happens for her because she's been playing very well with this heel role for a minute now. And she's doing great. So I can't complain too harshly. Um, I don't, I do, if I talk, it'd be great. Woof. If they do let her have it, I hope she plays up the heel role extremely well. Right. So, I mean, so far so good. I know we're going to be in for a hell of a match because Becky's not... Becky isn't afraid of savagery. And I have a feeling that this match is going to be a big test for Sasha see if she can tap into that savagery that we all know is just kind of bubbling there. It just hasn't had a chance to really let out. So, right? And what do you think? Like I said... Sorry, I'm shifting myself uh, here. Sasha's going to win. This is going to be one heck of a fight, though. Definitely. All right. And then our final one... Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. I don't want neither man to win. Really? Yeah, I really don't. Like, Seth Rollins is a bland champion. Oof. He wow. He is as bland mm-hmm. as pizza from Hungry Howie's. Wow. Like, in terms of his... Because, like, the crowd is already starting to go... The crowd is pretty much going stale on Rollins like a bag of potato chips on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not good. And not to mention, WWE has booked themselves into the corner with The Fiend. Like I said before, him having his title run is too damn early. I agree. So I can only see interference from either Undertaker... Or Strowman at the latest. So you feel like this could be a setup for some type of shenanigan ring? Yes. Okay. So I I am agreeing with you on both points. It's like you don't want you really don't want um, you don't want. Seth Rollins to continue as champion, but you definitely do not want to lose it to The Fiend because it's too premature. So who's lesser of two evils? Yeah, pretty much. So it's like flip a coin. Um, It's kind of like watching the Super Bowl just for the commercials. It's like you really don't care about the outcome. You just want to see something good. Not to mention if Seth Rollins wins, I can see Drew McIntyre coming back and get a very good heel push. Okay. Finally having that, and then Fiend can go on feuding with The Undertaker. Either way, I'd be happy. Yeah. Even if I just got one of those, mm-hmm. I think I would be pleased. I mean, I think it's too late. I think Fiend will win the championship, just not now. Yeah. Or I don't even think he needs his title. I, he really doesn't need it right now. I, no. I think you're 100% right there because he's still relatively new in the eyes of the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been around for a little bit, but he's still relatively new. 
it's kind of like uh, we talked about this off air the impact formula someone new comes in they immediately get the strap and then what happens heel turn yeah Mm. and that's annoying so you know especially if you can see it coming a mile of freaking way so I mean a fiend win champion would be great just not now right so cause it's like oh who was Fiend gonna face in Hell in a Cell I'm like well there could have been a bunch of people that he could have faced yeah you know that's just me I mean just saw just off the bat he could have feuded with Ali he could have feuded with uh, The Miz uh-huh. I mean that probably would have been better if he feuded with The Miz yeah but then give The Miz something to do but you know it's it's whatever. I don't really expect a lot from this match. I expect it to be a good match. Outcome, I could give a shit less. Yeah. I, I just don't care. So that's Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That's Hell in a Cell. It's like, yeah. some good, some okay, some meh. Let me quote Russell Lehman shoutouts. Some good, some bad, and some downright ugly. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be right back with our main event of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where we talk about a random topic for an undetermined amount of time. It is the main event of the evening. So, the draft. And I'm not talking about someone open knickers. (laughs) An actual draft. No one left the window open. Yay. Yes. It starts next Friday that we just learned. Yes. Awesome. So, what are your expectations? Who do you think needs to switch brands? And who do you think needs to stay? I think that's a great way to divide this topic. Here's my problem. Hmm. Thanks to a lovely little rule called the wild card rule. Hopefully not. Well, actually it doesn't exist anymore, apparently. Oh, wait, what? If the draft starts, it's not going to be a wild card rule. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> this is, this, oh, this thank is, Christ. Yeah, because uh, they, they stopped mentioning it. So I'm like, hopefully it dies. And they stick, to, well, yeah, because they have to. They, you know, stick into the draft. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. Okay, because I think that's been like the big... Yeah, it's like, who cares about the draft if it's a wild card rule? I think they were just doing that to boost the ratings. Uh-huh. But now that, you know, they're already on Fox, they got nothing to worry about. Hence, why they have Pyro, because they got all that money. hmm Okay, so, draft. Um. So, what are your expectations? My expectations are surprises. I... Becky and Seth need to stay on Raw. For sure. Seth and Becky. Becky and, and Seth. Seth. <laughs> um, Bailey and Sasha can stay on SmackDown and be the mean girls of SmackDown. Line. That's totally fine. Um, the women's tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Should that be brand exclusive or uh, what is going to happen there? I think it needs to die. 
it needs to go away. Like, it's such an afterthought. It's terrible. Like, like it had so much hype, then it died out. Kind of like Impact on Monday nights. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen? My expectations are this. Okay. I would like to see an importance for the mid-card. Because the main event talent got nothing to worry about. You know, yeah. you're headlining the show. You're going to get a decent push to get yourself over uh-huh. for that title match. It's the mid-card that I'm concerned about. Yeah. And I include the tag team titles into this. Yes. Because they've been such an afterthought. Especially the mid-card more, the, more so than the tag team division. Because with the tag team division, I mean, yeah, they had matches, but it's kind of like... But um, at least they're getting they're getting more TV time than the mid-card titles. Because let's face it, the U.S. title, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going good with AJ. Yeah. Not as good as it could have been, but it's going well. Yeah. But there's not a lot of challengers. That's true. As far as the Intercontinental Champion, you can put them on a milk card and you still won't find them. Pretty much. It's like... the. Mi- have you seen Shinsuke? Okay. I mean, we've seen him last week. Yeah, I seen- mean, it's really... Yeah, the the Intercontinental title, which had gained such prestige, I think wasn't left the Miz is now the biggest afterthought. And we talked about, and a lot of people like, and I know a lot of Miz haters out there. When the title was removed from the Miz, Mm -hmm. it became an afterthought. Yeah, pretty much. He he made that title what it was. Yeah, like with all due respect to Dolph and Seth Rollins. Yes. They didn't defend the titles that much. No. Finn Balor, you you barely saw him. Barely. Shin, you barely saw him. I'm like, what? I was like, is is the perk for an Intercontinental Championship meaning you get a freaking three day? I mean, a three week vacation every month? Yeah, pretty much. It's just like, ah, oh, we don't need you. It's okay. You're good. You're good. And it's, I think that's the big thing. It's like I want to see these titles be what they were. Yeah. And that is, you are next in line for the big championship. Exactly. If you want to put your talent over, make those titles mean something. But it, could it one also make the argument that there are just too many damn titles? Right. Very true. Which is why, like, here's the thing. If you want to, let's compromise with the wild card rule and have it go 2002, right? Right. Have one mid-card title. Unify the United States Intercontinental Championship. There's no reason to have a U.S. belt. No reason. Not anymore. You know, have AJ beat Shin. Have AJ become IC champ. Have the titles be non-exclusive to brands. Mm -hmm. So if you have the belt, you work on both shows. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, your travel weeks are going to suck ass, but... But you're the champion. You want this push. Yep. You're going to be the face of both brands. Because you are that important. And I and I agree with you about the mid-card stuff. Because if it wasn't for the 24-7 title, a lot of guys would be fucked right now. Exactly. And I know we said not to curse too much. And I am and sorry, but there's no other way for me to say it. So. Yeah. So, who do you think... Uh, skip a couple names. Who do you think needs to switch brands and why? 
Who do I think needs to switch brands? Yes. Um, hmm. Who do I think needs to switch brands? Because I got one in, in the bag. Alright, who do you have? Because I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. I think Daniel Bryan needs to go on Raw. Okay. And feud with Seth. Okay. I'll follow you down this rabbit hole. Why do you say that? Well, because I think Seth needs to turn heel. Mm. He's been faced for a he's been faced for a while, about three years. Uh-huh. So I think it's time for him to switch it up. Because nobody can touch me. Yes, pretty much. You know, I'm the Beast Slayer, and you know who's gonna. You know, pretty much he beat Strowman, so who's gonna challenge me? Out comes Daniel Bryan, and it, cause like you know the whole, you could play this up how Seth is getting mixed reactions, he, people losing faith in him, uh-huh. and then you got Daniel Bryan coming to Raw. If he gets that pop that Daniel that only Daniel Bryan can. And people are super over with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. That can eat at Seth, mm-hmm. saying that he should be the talk of the town, not Daniel. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the CM Punk. Dan- kind of like Daniel when, had his turn. Kind of like when CM Punk turned. Kind of like CM Punk in The Rock. Mm-hmm. When CM Punk turned heel in The Rock. It's like Daniel Bryan had his turn. Daniel Bryan had his turn. He had his moment in the sun. Mm -hmm. I'm the champion now. I'm still the man. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to me. Exactly. I could see that happening. But I could also see... Because I... Because I think you've got something here. Because I don't like Daniel as a heel. I... And I think you're kind of hitting on something with Seth being a face. It's like... Not that he's not a genuinely good guy, because he is. But as a heel, he just did so much better. <laughs> there were so many great moments of Seth just being a brat, and I, ugh, I hated him so much. And but anyway, so I think you may have something there. Um, I think the. I don't know. I just feel like they could build so many different guys. Yeah, they could have. I mean, and, put. I mean, if, and they're just not doing it. Exactly, which is the bad part of this, which is why I think, you know, I mean, you can say, oh, a couple people need to switch brands, like, for instance, mm. I think the Usos need to go back to SmackDown. Okay. Put the New Day on Raw. Mm-hmm. Have them feud with Team Rudolph. I would so. Some good segments there. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fresh, very new. Mm-hmm. You know, something you haven't seen before. And um, you can, uh, let's see. I mean, there's not a lot of good teams on Raw, which is weird. The, t- the tag team divisions on both brands I know, are it not sucks. where they need to be right now. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, I got an idea. What? Put primetime players on SmackDown and have them feud with the Revival. Primetime players? Not primetime players. Street Profits. Thank you. I was just going to say, what? Did you just get a time warp? Yeah, no, but do you get what I'm talking about when it comes to, like, you know, history repeating itself? I I could totally see those two beauty. But, yeah, Street Profits will do well on SmackDown. I agree. Especially with uh, Montez Ford's 
elbow drop. Mm-hmm. Or is it an elbow drop or a frog splash? I mean, Fro- well, both. Both of them did very well. Oh, yeah. Because he can get some height. Oh, Holy my gosh. Crap. Yeah, he's an athlete. Yep. I mean, definitely. I see no no issue with that there. Um, okay, so I kind of like how this is going. We're talking about Mick Carter's uh, tag team wrestlers. So we got a diva and... Not diva. A woman superstar. Mm-hmm. And a... I know, right? Because they still have total divas. Mm-hmm. And a... a, a uh, what's, what do we call it? A main eventer. So, in terms of women's wrestlers... Okay. Who do you think needs a brand change? I think Asuka. Sugar. Sugar uh, needs to go to... Back to Raw. Needs to go back to Raw. Take Kyrie with her as Kabuki Warriors. That's fair enough. Keep them together. Um, I think Becky needs to go to SmackDown. Why? To give that woman's division some legitimacy? Yes. Okay, I can see Becky versus Bailey. I mean, it writes itself. Okay, fair enough. Then if that be the case, you got is, two polar you, think you got should stay? You got two polar opposites with two polar you got two polar opposites with two different actions. Bailey's this happy go lucky person who's getting booed and Becky's this badass who's getting cheered. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Then if that be the case, then Charlotte well then that would leave the women's division that would leave the women's champion vacant. Well, it comes it, it goes to my uh, predictions that Sasha Banks is gonna okay, win. Okay, so Sasha Banks wins. Okay. Yes. And then you can have Sasha challenge the next up and comer for the title, hopefully Ember Moon. That would be cool to see. Then that means that Ember would have to move from SmackDown. That means Fox would have to completely rework their intro because she's on it. Yeah. Um, hmm. Or even better, have um, Sasha Banks take on Alexa Bliss if you're going to defunct the tag team titles. I would be okay with that. Um, and and throw, a ne- thinking- throw a Nikki Cross, you got a triple threat. There you go. Um, but there are two names that I would like to kind of throw in the hat as far as challengers for titles. Go for it. Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan. I agree on Sarah. Okay. What's your... I just feel like Dana just has not been seen lately, and it, it kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. I think she really needs to go on a winning streak in order for her to prove anything. As far as Sarah Logan, you can definitely book her as a badass. Because she is. <laughs> I mean, I could totally see that, but it's like, Dana, Dana I feel terrible for, because it's like... Another team that do well in SmackDown is the Viking Raiders. I, I, kept, I kept thinking that they were on SmackDown. They're on Raw. They're on Raw? Yeah. Okay. I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Roman needs to go back to Raw? Or no. Keep him where he is? Keep him on SmackDown because you got Brock as champion. Okay. So, you have that feud... Because Roman did beat Brock, so you can have that going. And but that's a great segue to main level guys. Mm-hmm. 
because I think Kevin Owens can stay on SmackDown. But that just leads to my next one. So I'm not going to say much on that. I'll leave that for later. But in terms of who I think needs a brand change, I think Orton needs to go to Raw. And if Rollins is not going to turn face, I mean, if Rollins is not going to turn heel, mm-hmm. you can have you can bring up that again. Um, so that that's another thing. But in terms of, but yeah, Orton can def can uh, can uh, be beneficial to a brand change. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of someone going to SmackDown, Corbin. Corbin? Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think? Change of pace, change of scenery. Mm. Okay, I can, I can see that. I can see that, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I wouldn't put The Fiend on SmackDown. No. I'll keep him on, I'll keep him on Raw. No. In terms of who need, in terms of who needs to go to, go to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. In terms of like a main event guys so many quotes into that I think AJ I don't like AJ on Raw hmm I'd rather keep AJ on Smackdown keep AJ on Smackdown yeah like take him off Raw put him on Smackdown I agree that was his house that he built so yeah I, I, he had more memorable moments I mean yeah it's only been a couple of months but even when he went to Smackdown the first time he kicked it off with a bang. Mm-hmm. And with this one, it's kind of like lukewarm. That's you just know, like womp, womp, womp. It's like coffee that sits out overnight. Oh. So, in terms of who needs to stay on brands, mm. let's start with the women first. Mm. So who, I already said who, who needs to stay on. Who? Uh, <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm of the belief that Bailey and Sasha need to stay on SmackDown. Sasha's on Raw. Well, okay, move Sasha to Raw. Okay. And keep Bailey on SmackDown. I agree with you that Bailey needs to stay on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I agree on the fact that Nikki needs to stay on Raw. Mm-hmm. So there's me. Uh, if we're going tag teams... Rudolph needs to stay on Raw. Okay. Revival needs to stay on SmackDown. Okay. Because I think the Revival has a much better run on SmackDown than Raw. Mm-hmm. Because on Raw, it was nothing about injuries. And I know injuries happen. But even coming back from injuries, it wasn't doing much. On SmackDown, they had more of more stuff to work with, thanks to Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. But even then, I think they were showcased better. Yeah. So, your thoughts. Um, so many thoughts. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts running through my head. Yeah, right. Um, as far as ones that need to stay, I'm really not super picky. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just like, because they have jacked up. The tag team division. The tag team division. They jacked up the mid cards so much. I'm, like just, I'm since, so upset. Like, for the past two years, the tag team division has never been the same. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a decimate to when the bar lost to Braun and Nicholas. Yes. That's when you saw 
everything change with the tag teams. Mm-hmm. And not in a good way. Yeah. I mean, we... But if you had to pick... Who, who tag team-wise, who needs to stay and who needs to, who needs to stay this mm-hmm. time? Who needs to stay. Um, Viking Raiders are currently on Raw, correct? Yes. Yes, they do. They need to stay there. Book. I know I said earlier I agreed with you that they could go to SmackDown and do well. Um, but I think Viking Raiders need to stay and need to be in a well-booked feud with Rudolph. All right. That's me, though. Um, it's not bad, actually. Mm-mm. And who... Who's on SmackDown currently, tagged in life? Okay, you got the New Day, you got the Revival. I thought it was Heavy Machinery, but they did wildcard rules so much, they can be on both grants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, isn't B-Team on? Yeah, B-Team is on SmackDown. Those are just the four, those are the four that I know. Mm-hmm. New Day can stay on SmackDown okay. for a little while. So, and and that's simply because it's <sighs> not a lot to talk about. There's eh? not a lot to say because it's like you know we've because it's like they're not building it up, and it's I really need to, to care about this town. Right. That's me. So, in terms of May card, guys. I mean, correct. I mean, put keep Brock on SmackDown because mm-hmm. it's a change of scenery for him and it's new opponents. Yeah. In terms of Raw, I can care less about Seth Rollins going to Raw or SmackDown. To be honest with you, yeah. I would say keep Drew on Raw mm-hmm. because now that Shane is gone, he has time to shine on his own. Yeah. Which I think he really needs. Right. You know, because I felt like they they were going with him on that, but you know, because of the Shane McMahon storyline and injuries, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think he has a lot of miles left on the Raw brand. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. But I'm I'm always if I talk to him, it'd be great. I'm almost always excited mm-hmm. when the draft comes around because I want to make sure that it's done. Properly. When the draft comes around, yes. changing things across town. So I hope that it turns out well. So but we'll go from we'll take it one step at a time and see what happens. All right. So there you have it, folks. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry that this main event is lackluster. But so, we've got nothing else. No, except our Doc of the Week. That's right. Uh, do you have a Doc of the Week, sir? Do I have a Doc of the Week? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, the Rise and Fall of ECW. Ooh, good one. Yeah. For those of you guys who aren't well aware of... ECW. It was pretty much a glorified indie promotion. Yes, it was. And it was a great alternative to 
the Monday Night Wars, if you found that storylines were hokey on either WCW or WWF slash E, you could go to something a little bit more reality-based that was ECW. Exactly. And not to mention, I think it paved the way for a lot of indie promotions, like Ring of Honor Mm -hmm. and XPW and CZW and Impact and MLW and all the Lucha Underground, all the stuff you see today. I think ECW was very adamant and their success lives on to this day through other promotions. And people to this day still regard Paul Heyman as the mad genius that he is. And in fact, a lot of times, you know, we've said it before in previous podcasts, you can still see his fingerprints, his formula still being worked to this day. Yeah, he was a visionary. And that's a good thing because he really, I think he, he quote me on this, yes. he is the savior of modern day wrestling. Woo! Because you look at people who aren't, you know, the two fifty six foot five people. The 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 God give me a wrestler six foot five two fifty tan to the nines. Yeah, I mean he got Taz over. Yeah, right. He got Mikey Ripwreck over. Yep. And he had no offensive maneuvers. Yep. You know. He got a guy like Cactus Jack over so much. He made Stone Cold Stone Cold. Exactly. Just from letting him shoot do shoot promos. Yeah. He. Was the catalyst for bringing in cruiserweights to the main fold. Exactly. Bringing in technical wrestling to the main fold. Exactly. And and lucha style and all that. Exactly. And I and and I believe wholeheartedly that if it wasn't for his innovations mm-hmm. and bringing in new flavor into this recipe of what we call professional wrestling, mm-hmm. it would have died out. Yeah. The business would be over just simply because it would have been, it, it would have been so hokey. It would have been unwatchable. Yeah, and I and if you get if we're not for the weekend, I advise a lot of the young wrestling fans, and yes. I'm not talking about young as of age. I'm talking about young people uh, in this business. I would advise you guys to watch this. Mm-hmm. Find it on the WWE Network. Find it on Amazon, eBay, wherever you can find it. Just watch it, and you will see. Just how how Paul Heyman shaped wrestling to what it is today, and how important he is, other than being Brock Lesnar's advocate. Mm-hmm. And just see the creative genius at work, exactly. and just go from there. Right. You can. A lot of people can learn a lot from from Paul Heyman, and you know, granted, you know, some people love him, some people absolutely despise him. But you cannot deny his contribution to this wacky world of wrestling that we know and love. Mm-hmm. So, good good pull there, buddy. All right. All right, awesome stuff. Thank you all for tuning in. And Sorry we'll catch you the... rambled on and on. It's My all right. word. We'll catch you the next time when we do this. W3 Sweet, we out. Adios.